0: yo what up what's up this is gonna be an interesting ass episode this is gonna be interesting
1: <laughs> you say interesting I'm I'm gonna wait for you to cry you uh, now I gotta what so now I got a goal my goal is to make you shed tears don't
0: do that don't don't fucking do that
1: because that, that's not the point of this that is not the point of this that's absolutely the point of it you gonna sit here and be all weepy. And I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you be weepy, sir. Wow. Wow. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna laugh and laugh and laugh. And and life will be great because
0: of it. Okay, Moody said he's going to hop on in a minute, but ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we are here once again for you all's favorite wrestling show on the fucking internet, Black Guys Talking About Wrestling. We are, on, we are on episode 13, and like I said in the beginning, this is going to be a very interesting episode, and the reason why I'm saying this is interesting is because we will be discussing how the show must go on, or must it? Now, if you don't understand that tagline when it comes to wrestling and there's pretty much one event that is synonymous with that phrase, and that is Over the Edge 1999. That is a very significant. That is a very significant pay-per-view because that was the pay-per-view that Owen Hart, unfortunately, passed. On. Um, this tragically is, uh, passed away tragically passed away this is a a difficult subject for me to talk about just because I was not privy to be able to actually see Owen Hart wrestle like while he was alive I was six years old when he passed so for me to be able to go back after years and be able to watch his matches see his charisma and just see the the god of wrestling that he was or at least in my opinion he was um the god of wrestling to me that Owen heart was and just that shit was so fucking tragic so what we're going to do is uh we're going to run through the card too to kind of get opinions on how we feel the card did before and afterwards afterwards i pretty much kind of feel like i know where this might go but again rob always surprises me rob always surprises me with his takes they be they be fire takes but it's always a surprise so um i am your boy way as usual the owner of the way World podcast and network your former bgcw world television champion and future bgcw world heavyweight champ it's uh, or... <laughs> so cute oh yeah i'm gonna be champ one day and you know that voice, ladies and gentlemen. He is the one that brings you all to the table. He says he is the head of the table. He says he is Killer Manjaro. He is the mountain that you must climb to get to the top.
1: See, see and that's your pro that's that's your problem, man. You say that I that, that I say these things about myself. It's not that I just say these things about myself, it's the fact that these things are true. This this isn't something I just made up. This wasn't something that. I just thought like, oh, this is gonna be cute to say because it's a hot take and you know, I'm gonna sound amazing when I when I talk about these things. No.
0: I don't think you ever planned it, but that's the thing, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, even if even if it's not planned, like and this is just off the cup and this is just who you are, the promos be fired. I gotta I have to give credit where it's due.
1: Just so happen to be all the things that I say that I am. And so with that being said. Uh, with the lackluster enthusiasm with which you shared uh, exactly who I am, I- I'm, I'm gonna let it pass for right now. Let me
0: just butter it up. Okay, 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 okay. So give me one second here. Let me go in my little archive.
1: plan on eating food? You plan on eating food? so let them know you're not even doing yes, Gee, yes I can. This is the problem with, with recording live. You know, sometimes you got way who ha- doesn't have all of his things together like he's supposed to. And of course, <laughs> and of course, I have my beautiful children who tend to show up at the most inopportune times and then i make them work
0: not you make them work
1: Oh yeah i make them work they gotta earn their meals i
2: got you i got you so let's go that's the
1: problem with most parents they don't realize that they let these kids run all over them and 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 just eat for free (laughs) ain't no free meals around this piece (laughs)
0: you gotta earn your meals
1: yeah you gotta earn your meals in my house you, you. you either got to fight for it or work for it. Pick one.
0: I got you, I got you, I got you. So let's, let's set the scene for, for our listeners. Let's set the scene. It's May 23rd, 1999. It is approximately three years before the WWF transforms to the WWE. We're at Kemper Arena in Kansas City, Missouri. Sixteen thousand four hundred and seventy-two people in attendance. Forty-three
1: hundred.
0: Bumpy pay-per-view. views hundred. I said forty-three hundred.
1: My fault. Four. Four hundred and thirty thousand. I was
0: about to say you no, just. That was just my apologies. That being my blasphemous. Apologies. Now that was my apologies. That was my bad. Um literally had a, a moment of dyslexia in that moment uh yeah more than a moment of dyslexia it sounds like you're high, sir i believe that. i not believe
1: check. we need to start doing drug testing on this show personally wow
0: wow athletic commission rob how dare you <laughs> how dare you you gonna x me bro i'm gonna be avoiding you all show until you just happen to like sneak and get me in a room, and then be like, hey, I got okay you the piss in.
1: You know, all of that sounds mad suspect, so I'm not going to even acknowledge that. <laughs> You're not going to even catch me. That's either. what they
0: fucking did to X-Pac. X-Pac and Scott Hall the night before a pay-per-view got fucking peeled up, and then X-Pac fucking avoided them all day. And then Earl Hefner was like, hey, hey, Sean, come in this room real quick. And he was like, for what? He was like, you good, bro, just come up in here. And there was the man in the white coat with a fucking bottle, saying "You ready to piss?"
1: And that's a good thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's trying to shine, walk me. you trying to shine, walk me, man. Like I don't, I don't understand this, man.
1: I'm not trying to shine, walk me, you. I don't want to see you have sex with a almost a man-like looking female.
0: Don't you China. We will not do. We are talking about deaths. We will not disrespect the, the late great Joni Lord. We will not late. Disrespect- Did you say great? Late, definitely. Great though, I enjoy China. Why do people be giving her so much disrespect? I be, I be, I enjoy China.
1: That's your problem, sir.
0: How was that a problem? Like when she was with Eddie Guerrero, I loved it. When she was the enforcer for DX, I loved it. Like I didn't get to see it live, obviously, because again, I was like four, five, six. But going back and being able to like to watch that, like I loved that shit.
1: Do you hear what you're saying and why, why you're terrible and why your opinion doesn't matter? I mean, I was only like four or five or six.
0: So he, so you're saying my youth is the reason why I'm terrible? Pretty much. Again,
1: that's- You have, you have, you like Rick James and his coked up, <laughs> and his coked up body. Cocaine is a hell of a drug and the delusions of grandeur in which he lived which he shares.
0: Don't do that. I love late like, I love late great Rick James. The Rick James bitch the Awards. I love how
1: Rick you gonna how you gonna love Rick James when you weren't even born?
0: I'm talking about when I did come around, the Dave Chappelle show, it's Rick James bitch, like Johnny Murphy. Like I when I say like I again I I love James. Lord, like, I, I did, I did. That's I, was, I remember, I literally remember like being a kid watching the BET Awards with my mama and wanting seeing him go on stage saying, "And this big backstage tried me, but let her know one thing. I'm Rick James, bitch." My mama, my mama like went crazy. She didn't even cut it off. She was like, "Yeah, you better tell him, better tell her, you Rick James, bitch. You you get that waving? He Rick James, bitch." I'm like, "Okay, mom. Like, all right."
1: So now I have to turn your mother into CPS.
0: <laughs> I'm out the house. I've been out the house since I was 18, hell.
1: Clearly your mother was was neglecting you in some fashion Don't or you, at the very least was exposing you to things that you shouldn't have been exposed to and thusly has ruined you as, a, as what we would assume to be a man, so. But I digress.
0: I had, I had to take a, a pause of fucking silence there because you have, you have my mother, the, the beautiful Carla Wright.
1: I have met your mother and I had, I respected your mother until you just told me that your mother was clearly being reckless with your childhood.
0: That was just one moment. She was a fantastic mother. She was a fantastic mother. But, 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 Let's get to over the edge. So. The show starts off these are two two dark matches um but this is what the people in the arena see. so the first match that they see is me with jacqueline ryan shamrock and terry reynolds uh they watched him defeat brian christopher with scott taylor
1: grandmaster uh, sex day
0: grandmaster sexy um and then r.i.p r.i.p and again, shout out Scotty Too Hoty. Shout out Scotty Too Honey. Uh, but again, I may, I may enjoy that and you may find it crap. I don't fucking know at this point. I don't never really know what you are. Uh, so I don't know if you enjoy Scotty Too the way I did, but I definitely enjoy Scotty Too You're a child, but it's okay. See? The W O R M. I was literally a kid doing that shit. Wait right? a
1: am- minute. Raymond, well, I mean, yes. if you don't stop, I'm going to put you in the corner. I'm going to take over your show.
0: <laughs> okay, so the next match is the Hardys with Michael Hayes. And they defeated the Blue Meanie and Gold Dust. And those, and, and then the final dark match of the evening was uh, Midian with the Big Boss Man, Brad Shaw, Farouk, and Viscera versus mr mcmahon with gerald briscoe pat patterson and they ended in a no contest that
1: was a dark match
0: that was a dark match
1: vince mcmahon wrestled in a dark match
0: yes this this was this was this was the matter of fact the three of these were on sunday night
1: so they weren't dark matches these were
0: pre-show matches yeah pre-show anyway Let's go ahead and but get But again, Vince this. McMahon wrestling on heat, though?
1: Let's let's just get to the show, man. Because you, you're going through all these pl- preliminaries. I want to get to the arguing.
0: All right. So, next up, next up, next up. Give me one second here. Because I want to make sure I catch it correctly. Oh. Uh,
1: you should have you should have prepared yourself before you started this show.
0: I got you. I got you. I got you. I just want to make sure that I, like, I don't skip over... Uh, the match afterwards if I'm not mistaken again, we'll get to it, but um, The first match on the official show was Kane and X-Pac the tag team champions at the time uh, They defeated D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry with Ivory as their manager uh, Which again after going back and watching it It was about a 15-minute match. I thought it was I thought it was decent like it wasn't amazing But it was a decent match especially for Mark Henry being as green as he was Um, also the next match Al Snow versus Hardcore Holly um, for the Hardcore Championship and this was the match where they like fought outside and he like he like pinned him like on like a gate
1: yeah I know what what you're talking about I remember the match
0: and the thing is I remember watching Raw like the next night and And they did the the exact they did the exact same match the next night Okay, so so I may I may have caught the the, the match the next night. I may not have caught because um, I remember like Raw the next night. So I don't know if I caught the highlight or if I actually caught the match. But I, I remember watching Raw the very next night. So I, I started watching wrestling. Wow, a lot earlier than what I thought I'd do. Um, the next match. The awana affects the memory. It definitely does. So then that's when we get to. That's when we get to Owen. That's when we. We get to owen so owen hart was scheduled to challenge the godfather for the wwf intercontinental championship he was performing at the time as the stupid ass fucking gimmick the blue blazer now this character originally used uh, by Hart in the late 1980s had recently been revived as a superhero gimmick that period that parodied various wrestlers at Over the Edge, Hart was to emulate WCW wrestler Sting's ring entrance by descending from the arena rafters into the ring. Um, the entrance was successfully tested on November 15th, nineteen on the November 15, 1998 episode of Sunday Night Eve, uh, the pre-show for that year's Survivor Series, using a different harness and configuration. However, during his descent at Over the Edge, a cable disengaged from the safety vest he wore, and he fell more than 70 feet from the raptors into the ring. As he fell, he landed chest first on the top rope. The accident was not seen by television viewers. A pre-recorded interview video was shown at the start of Hart's Descent, and when the broadcast returned lives, the cameras quickly turned away from the ring to the audience. Soon afterwards, Jim Ross, one of the commentators of the event, informed pay-per-view viewers that Hart had fallen from the rafters, that the incident was not part of the entertainment, and that it was a real situation. EMTs came down to the ring and gave Hart CPR, but he showed no response to the treatment. Bringing Hart out on on a gurney, the EMTs boarded the heavily injured wrestler into an ambulance and took him to the nearby Truman Medical Center in Kansas City. At seven fifty nine, CST, Owen arrived at Truman Central
1: Standard Time. Just in case you guys don't know, because at this point, Kansas City, Missouri is in the Central Time Zone.
0: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, at this point, which Gary, Indiana, is my hometown, ironically, but the rest of Indiana is Eastern. That's a whole different thing. Uh, but at this point. He was not technically dead, considering his Glasgow Coma Scale, um, a system used to measure neurological function, was listed at a 3 out of 15. 3 is the lowest possible score, meaning eye, verbal, and motor functions each uh, received a score of 1, thus totaling 3. The Glasgow Coma Scale of 3, in medical speak, refers to imminent death, that death has already occurred the initial reading from the cardiac monitor indicated that he was um, acetal meaning that he had no detectable heart activity at all however mere seconds later there was signs of pulseless electrical activity meaning his heart was not beating but faint electrical activity was still detectable Um,
1: his brain was still active his heart wasn't beating.
0: yes at this point nurses began calling out observations to the doctors on the apparent lifeless body of owen to dr michael tucker owen's skin had turned blue his lips were colorless and his skin was cold nurses also reported he had no bowel sounds and his abdomen was soft nurses also noted that he had also suffered an apparent open fracture above his left elbow and a cut below but these wounds were of little concern to the medical staff at that moment nonetheless the medical staff still persisted on it pumped owens unresponsive body with epinephrine epinephrine thank you i'm sorry um in an attempt to stimulate his heart Still, no pulse was detected, even though his heart still showed signs of slight electrical activity. Outside in the waiting room, former wrestler Harley Race paced anxiously, awaiting word on Owen. He would later be joined by Jeff Jarrett, who participated earlier that night in the event. By the end of the night, a variety of concerned wrestlers who numbered close to two dozen had arrived to get information on Owen's condition. At 8.07, a final dose of, of epinephrine um, and at, atropin. I wanna make sure I say that correctly, uh, went into Owen's right femoral line. After four minutes, he was still unresponsive. CPR was performed in the final few minutes of his life, but the doctors determined that all resuscitation efforts were futile. 13 minutes after arriving at the medical center, 33 minutes after the fall, all work on Owen Hart was stopped. At 8.12 PM, Owen was pronounced dead at the age of 34. After the incident, the event was halted for 15 minutes until Vince McMahon and other WWF corporate officials decided to continue the event. Hart's co-workers, professional wrestlers, and other miscellaneous workers appeared somber after Hart's fall as they continued to do their jobs. An hour after the event restarted, Ross informed pay-per-view viewers that Hart had died at the age of 34 at a nearby hospital. The fans in attendance were not told any information about what happened to Hart, and they did not hear the announcement of his death. Ladies and gentlemen, earlier tonight here in Kansas City, tragedy befell the World Wrestling Federation and all of us. Owen Hart was set to make an entrance from the ceiling, and he fell from the ceiling. I have the unfortunate responsibility to let everyone know that Owen Hart has died. Owen Hart has tragically died from the accident here tonight. And that was Jim Ross moments, literal moments, after hearing that. And really quick, um, there was a match before this, so I did kind of jump ahead a little bit early, but we needed to get into it. Nicole Bass and Val venus defeated Deborah and Jeff Jarrett. Exactly. Because nobody cares about that match. <laughs> nobody gave a fuck about that match. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, you, again, you, you said that you have... Alright, so I'll go ahead and jump into it. Clearly, uh, Wayman
1: has stated that, you know, he's got... Uh, he's got feelings about this, and everybody should. So before we even get into this, um, I need everybody listening to understand a, a little something. This is adult Rob talking to you guys right now. Um, what you need to understand is this: uh, this is not, you know, something to joke about. This is a man's life. This is a, a, a father, uh, a husband, a brother, a son. Son. Um you know owen was beloved by everyone there's not a single person i've ever heard speak ill of him with the exception of uh stone cold steve austin but even stone cold you know lets it be known that his his issue with owen stems from what he thought was you know him being a little careless um and potentially ending his career but as far as a person you know he has no qualms or, or beefs with uh with Owen um this was quite possibly one of the most one of the most if not one of the most tragic things but i strongly believe it is one of the most it, it is the most tragic thing to ever happen during a uh, a live event um and the commentary that we provide and the the conversation that we're about to go into um is not a reflection of uh the person uh the respect um or it's not and it's not to bring uh to sully the name or of of owen you may hear us uh crack jokes we may say something uh that, that that given the 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 nature and tone of the conversation that we're about to have it may seem as if it's a little inconsiderate but know that none of this is directed towards owen or his memory um, nor nor his family but i think in order for us to give uh give to to have a, a real conversation we have to still keep this show in this in the uh respect that we would do if we were talking about anything else Uh, so with that being said um, here's why we're having why we're shooting uh, this particular episode uh, as quickly as we are because we just released episode 12 Um, Wayman decided to uh, in our group chat say hey you know our next show this is what we need to talk about because I feel this way about this and ultimately one of his issues is with uh, one Vincent Kennedy McMahon, Bump and the this. decision. Well, you can feel however you want to feel, but I'm going to finish my statement. Okay. Um, he, the way that he feels regarding one Vincent Kennedy McMahon, and how Vince um, handled the uh, the event. Now, me being me, you know, I, I tend to have a little different. A little different perspective than a lot of people. Um, I think I'm better than Wayman. Wayman, as a matter of fact, not only do I think it, I know it. Um, I'm just an overall better human being. Wow. Um, but in spite of in spite of that, one thing to be considered is that um, I, what I do know is while he's been a fan his whole life, I've been more than just a fan. And in being more than just a fan. Uh, and being a part of the business, um, there are decisions that need to be made. So we're we're talking about this purely from the business side of it, and that's where that that's what I want to start off by us understanding. Um, this is not about emotion. This is not about your feelings. This is about business and how business needs to be handled in order for, the, for business to be handled properly. Are you
0: ripping up paper?
1: Uh, No, I'm cooking dinner for my family.
0: Okay, so okay.
1: while why you why you can roll blunts and, you know, uh, Bean can have kids running around making all the noise in the world, I'm going to make dinner for my family. <laughs> and I dare That's one you got to say something about it so I can fight you.
0: I would
1: never, I would, I would never disrespect your family. <laughs> uh, but despite that, so I, I shouldn't have any noise for a minute, anyhow. As my cornbread cooks and my chicken starts to cool off a little bit, so I can rip it up into this fantastic meal. Uh, <coughs> there's um, so, so let's let's talk about it. You don't like Vince for the decision that he made. Why? So,
0: so I'll explain. The reason why I wanted to talk about this is because, and I wanted this to be the next episode, is because just like, and I told them this, talking about Eddie Guerrero is a very hard subject for me to do. Talking about Chris Benoit is a very hard fucking subject for me to do. I can't really ever do it without choking up. And Owen Hart is the same exact fucking way with you. Like, even though I got a chance to see Eddie and Benoit, like with my own eyes, realizing what the fuck I was watching, and and being able to actually capture them, like, because one of my favorite times of all time is still Eddie winning the WWE Championship and him and Chris Benoit at WrestleMania 20, a moment that'll be scrubbed from history forever. Uh, Owen Hart. It's, it's right up there with it's right up there with those two for me in a sense of me being able to go back and like watch his matches or be able to watch his promos or be able to to to, to follow his career from when I couldn't watch it because I wasn't even in existence till the night he passed. Owen was the best ever. Owen was one of the best ever to me. Like he was naturally gifted. He watched all his brothers go through it. And the moment he stepped in the ring, it instantly clicked. I feel like on over the edge. I feel like over the edge in 1999. I feel like one. Owen should have never fucking been up there to begin with. He should have never fucking been up there. But being the type of person he was, the type of company man that he was, that he was like, you know what? I'm just trying to make enough money so I can retire, so I can go teach or be a firefighter and, and you know, make sure my family's okay. That's all he wanted to do. That's all he wanted to do. And instead of letting him fucking be Owen Hart, you sent him to the rafters 70 feet up in Kemper fucking arena in Kansas City and, fucking, and and was like, oh, we're going to let him repel down. And not only was that, it was different equipment from when it was tested the first fucking time. It was cheaped out on the night of the actual fucking pay-per-view. Instead of the, the highly trained people that was supposed to be there, literally all reports from that night showed that these motherfuckers didn't, they barely knew what the fuck they were doing. So if that's the case, why the fuck are you having this man go up 70 feet to to parody the Sting interest why the fuck was he the blue blazer why wasn't he just owen he was over he could have continued to get over even further to me owen hart should have been wwe champion i know i know we've talked about this before everybody's not meant to be world champion some people are meant to be mid-carders some people are meant to be jobbers it takes every different job to build the house that is professional wrestling i understand that i just in my part i'm a heart of hearts believe Owen Hart should have been WWE champion but having him as the blue blazer and having him 70 feet in the air was fucking ridiculous and then and then after he fell after he crushed his his chest after the man died from that fall it was about a 15 minute break and then you sit hold on because let me get the next match after that up you sit Billy Gunn and the Road Dog out there afterwards, and they had to wrestle in a ring with Owens' fresh fucking blood on it. I understand what everybody says. Oh, it was business. The business had to go on. It was business. Like the, in that particular moment, because 16,000 people just watched the man fucking die. You can, you you should have stopped the fucking show. You should have stopped the fucking show. It was not handled properly at all from the jump. The way that they were booking him was trash. The gimmick, the blue blazer, was ass. Like fuck Vince McMahon for that. So that's something, that's, something, that's something, your only reason? Something, something, something something new jack fucking said in the interview. Vince McMahon gets away with fucking killing. Vince McMahon gets away with murder. Owen, hell, of other fucking wrestlers that that in some way, shape, or form, Vince McMahon had a hand in a fucking death. And what happens? It gets swept under the rug, and the, and the 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 steamroller, the the killer manjaro that fucking WWE is just keeps on plowing through.
1: Uh, one, what you're not about to do is sit here and. uh try and blaspheme my name uh, by comparing it to what you don't like about uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon and the WWE Uh, secondly what you will not do is uh, sit here and quote uh, Jerome Young in regards to anything (laughs) that wrestling in, in this particular context, uh, for any nu- for any number of reasons, but uh, let, let's let's go ahead and 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 tear apart your argument for a second because your entire argument is one based in emotion. Um, so I'll be the cold hearted, um, you know. Uh, Business business owners. This is why we work well
0: together, though. I bring the emotion; you bring the logic. Together, it's a dangerous combination. But continue.
1: <laughs> it's not, but you know, whatever. So, it's because ultimately, I, I go to prove you wrong. But let, let's let's think about this for a second. Um, Owen Hart was madly talented. There's there's no question about that. Um, youngest of the youngest of the family, mm-hmm. um, and by everyone's account by every single person's account Uh, not just those in the family uh, but every single person who worked with him who had ever worked with uh, his family members said how immensely talented uh, Owen was and spoke nothing but uh, spoke nothing but high praise of his work rate and what he was capable of and, and what he brought to that ring On a night in, night out basis. You know what I'm saying? Um, There is. Nothing that you can. You know, to say that. He was not talented is a lie. However. Some of the most talented people in the business. Never smell a title. And there's a reason behind that. Owen. Owen. Brett said Owen was better than he was. Now Brett would never. I, I think if Owen was still alive, Brett wouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. But he definitely said after Owen had passed, um, how how much better Owen was, not not just technically, but just overall. Owen had had more charisma. Um, Brett looked better. I mean that's that's pretty much. That's pretty much about it. But even Owen had a better body. Owen, Owen was a, a number of things to to a bunch of people. But the hearts themselves, um, it's you know, the the entertainment side of the business may not be their strong point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Brett, you know, Brett has a podcast now. And in his podcast, he talks about, um, he, you know, he 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 uh, rates wrestlers, talks about their work rate, talks about their promo, talks about all the stuff, and he and he rate he rates people all the time. You know, he he ranked himself lower than Hulk Hogan. Hogan had a better promo. Hogan had a better body. Hogan couldn't work as good as Brett, but.
0: Everything how, else, you know. How many people you know, really could though? Brett Brett, Brett Brett I feel like Brett, like literally is like top five workers. And this is this is putting into account, like I've never obviously I've never seen the You said Brett's a top five worker. To me, again, to me personally. But again, you gotta think about you gotta you have to think about my my range of 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 view like of, of wrestling. I'm still catching up on NWA. Like
1: old, in so. we're, we're not going to even. That, that's not going to even be part of the argument right now. What What I will continue to say is this: um, Owen was super talented, and in Owen's super talent, there is the
0: yeah.
1: That it's this should not be lost that he is that that he did not he was not deserving of you know some some title at some point. He was a multi-time Slammy winner. He was a multi-time tag champ. He was, I believe, uh, Intercontinental champ. He was European champ. Never got the World Heavyweight title, but he didn't need the World Heavyweight title to be a great worker. Uh, Mister Perfect, I Not think, probably. was a better. Mister Perfect was a great worker, and never had the World Heavyweight title. Should have, in my personal opinion, had a great character, had a great character, had a had a great gimmick. Um, there's there's not much that you can say about uh, about Kurt Hennig that uh, that against him, you know, being a champion. However, uh, it being world champion rather, but he only held that title in uh, AWA. Anywho, you seem to have a lot of pent up frustration and anger based in oh well you know he 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 should have been a champ and he should have been this and he should have been that he wasn't get over it, it um, it's
0: not based on the what he should have been i feel like my my, my anger comes from
1: here's here's from the thing the care, you, from the
0: carelessness
1: there, there's no less let's, again let's talk about carelessness um the story that you read that you hear you have to understand is told from multiple sides true or false true okay um the only people who know what happened were the people that were there and owen who can't speak for himself right right cool they went to court about this um his wife sued the wwe Right. she sued the uh, kansas city police department Mm-hmm. She sued the uh, the company that the, the the company that Vince hired to do, to do, the, the, uh, rigging. To do the to rigging. do the rigging, and guess what? She lost. Now she claims, "Oh well, there's a you know there was um you know Vince, <coughs> Vince had you know influence and judges in his pocket, and he had all of this." had all of this uh influence that it just wasn't going to work out in my favor and she's convinced people of of that and there's enough people who hate Vince McMahon that will accept that as the story I watched I remember watching the uh the uh, Dark Side of the Ring episode on Owen um super you know super painful to watch um you know, and you're watching guys like Jim Cornette and you know Jericho, Chavo, all all kind of people who were who were were willing to you know come on camera and talk about this. But a number of those guys also fall into that camp of, well, I don't really like Vince McMahon that much. And so, since they don't like Vince McMahon that much, they are more apt to follow along with. Uh, Martha's side of the story. And again, court of law is what a court of law is. And while I don't trust the court of law in most cases, um, specifically those involving uh, the police or government officials, Mm -hmm. uh, the one thing that I won't question is that of civil cases. Civil cases are always going to be a little different. Civil cases don't have um, the same parameters. They don't have the same, uh, they don't have the same, the the evidence that you need in a lot of those cases, it it needs to be a little more airtight and there's more, and and there's there's a burden of proof that needs to be proven. It's harder to manipulate it's harder to manipulate the uh the justice system from that side mm-hmm. with with uh just money. And that's essentially what Vince McMahon had at that point, just money. He was still in a fight with um he was still in a fight with uh world championship wrestling. Uh, the Monday Night Wars were still a real thing, and there was the possibility that that company still could have one taken over and run him out of business. So to think that he was going to invest millions of dollars in trying to save his butt in this is—I I think that's a little presumpt—I th- I think that's more than a little presumptuous at this point. I think that's a—I li- think that's more or less borderline. Um, conspiracy theory and it plays on people and, and it's because it plays on people's emotions uh, as it's as again you, you prove it this is going to be something that is going to be an emotional thing for people I love again if you love him if you've supported him if you've seen him perform there's a respect that you have for him and that is going to ultimately be your view of it and that will always be your view of. It. it had to be something more. It had to be something had to be something more. Um, that, now let' go, let's go to why he was the blue blazer. Well, he was the blue blazer for a couple of reasons. We also have to understand that a year or two before, what had happened? Uh, Montreal screw job happened. Uh, Bret Hart had refused to leave the company or had refused to drop a title. Um, Vince McMahon wasn't having it and he screws his brother out of the uh, he screws his brother at the end of this match and we all know how that plays out Mm -hmm. Um, suffice it to say Brett is not going to be on Vince McMahon's side in this particular argument especially with his baby brother dying but here he is People think, oh well, you know, he became the Blue Blazers because Vince was pissed off because of what happened with Brett. Nope, he didn't take it out on Owen. Um, Owen chose to stay in the company when he could have left. As a matter of fact, Owen decided to re-up his contract. And yes, he was looking to be to looking for a way out of the company. Uh, at some point, he did. He he said he wasn't going to wrestle forever. He was going to. He was really good with saving money. Uh, Martha was. Uh, Martha had gone to school. Martha. Was I believe a doctor? Yeah, I believe Martha's a doctor, and you know I, b- I believe it's uh, educational or something to that to that degree. Yeah. Um, but in any case, established, um, she, she's established has and and has uh, credentials, and they and their plan was you know hey you wrestle for so long. And then we, you know, moved We moved back to where well, we, we, uh, we look at what life is going to be like with you not being a wrestler anymore. And Owen was cool with that. Owen. He was ready for it. And if he was ready for it, he shouldn't have re-signed, but he did. So let's not pretend that, you know, he couldn't have just walked away. At any point, we, we act like these contracts are ironclad. Vince lets boys walk away on their contracts. You don't believe me? Look at uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Look at CM Punk. Look at The Ultimate Warrior. Look at Hulk Hogan. Look at Need I go on? Do you do you need to see more evidence of Vince letting boys out of their contracts?
0: But you're also talking about what? What did you give? Like five or six of WWE's premier stars at different points.
1: CM Punk walked away. <laughs> he said, "No, I'm done." And and yes, th- these guys were all all premier. But think about the guys who just no show shows. They get fined, and they and, and it is what it is. And then they eventually just, you know, they're done. Yeah. Owen Owen didn't Owen was didn't have a gun to his head to be to be forced to stay in the WWE. Right. Owen could have walked away. Um. Owen did not want to walk away. At least not yet. So why was he the Blue Blazer? Well, his you know, his his gimmick has started st- has started kind of uh, fading away, and they had run g- they had run the course of a number of other gimmicks. So he was part of DX for a while.
0: No, he's part of the no, nation. he's part
1: of uh, Nation Domination. I'm sorry, um, he was part of Nation Domination. Um, they they ran their they ran their gimmick until the Nation broke up. Um, he was tag team partners with uh different varying family members. Uh, but in order to be just a standout individual, you know, Vincent Hayes. The
0: blazer he was teamed with Jeff Jerry.
1: Yep. Um, and it was still traveling with Jeff Jerry. That's why Jeff was the first one at the hospital. Uh, Harley Race was a, uh, a road manager, or not a uh, he was a producer at the time. Um, uh, So here we are. So, you know, they're they're trying to figure out how do we revive, you know, how do we revive this? Owen was quite fond of joking around, you know, ribbing folks the whole nine, you know, ribs, ribs. If anybody talks about Owen, they talk about the ribs he will pull. So they figure out, okay, let's go ahead and give this, this comedy character in the Blue Blazer another run. You know, we'll make it a little more prominent. You know, we'll we'll have you imitating these other guys, and you know, we'll see how we'll see where it goes. And Owen was fine with it. Another thing that people need to understand is that Vince McMahon famously, infamously, will never put you in a position to do a stunt or to do uh, to do a job that he will not do himself. Um, This was proven as recently as Wrestlemania when they asked they asked Ron Gronkowski or Rob Gronkowski to jump off of a platform that was I believe 25-30 feet in the air and there was going to be a crash pad down because of the way they were filming it Um, so he didn't have to worry about you know how he was going to fall or anything but he was clearly nervous because he was scared of heights he had never done anything like that before
0: yeah
1: Vince McMahon at seventy plus. Tell me, he's standing there coaching him on the side. Like, oh man, all you got to do is this. You got to do this. this, this. So, okay. He said, "You know what? I'll do it." And he got up on the platform. He looked at Rob. He said, "All right." He said, "Here's all you got to do, but Here's all you got to do, kid." And he jumped. Uh, Shawn Michaels when he did the entrance uh, where he ziplined. It.
0: Yeah, WrestleMania.
1: Vince McMahon did that first.
0: Um, picture, There's pictures of him doing this. Yep, and
1: I believe that they also sp- spoke to the fact that Vince did this spot before Owen did, to just so that he was like, you know, hey, if you want, if it makes you comfortable, I'll do the spot first, just so that so, you feel comfortable
0: with it. So why was the? Why was so? Again, so let's let's speak to the rig. So so cause that cause that's really like uh, again yeah, another core issue with you because. The, the rigging door man's this test was completely different from the rigging on the night of like literally like the findings from Owen's wife uh, between the, the differences like if the, the first one was a mechanism that that locked in it took like a certain amount it took like it pounds like, per
1: pressure a pounds uh, pounds uh, per feet in order to yeah, disengage.
0: The, exactly and then the, the but the next night um, it was something completely different like it was something that was less it was like less pressure To to be able to do it. And so like basically like the moment like Owen was on that thing It was it was over like it like it, it was that was it because he was too heavy For the the, the new rigging that all of a sudden they, they were using that night. So and the carabiner also, and then also the the wife said that like it, it wasn't even the, the the same crew or company. It was a completely different company. So that's it what i It was I'm the same company.
1: Different. It was the same company, different crew.
0: Different, um, different
1: crew. Same company, different crew. Um, what they and what her issue, rightfully so. What one of her issues was was that hey. You know, you brought in these different guys. You brought in these guys who were not here working last night, um, and it, it gives the impression of oh, you're, you're using a different crew now, like or you're using a different team altogether. No, they just use a different crew from the same company. Um, the this I guess the crew that got there arrived late, and while all of the gear was there they just they grabbed a different car- uh, carabiner because that's essentially what it was uh, th- these were the guys that were putting the stunt together uh, were rock climbers and that's th- that's why they were using the type of repelling equipment that they do the same type of carabiners that you would see that people walk around with on their keychain mm-hmm. those have a certain weight limit and uh there's only there's so much pressure you need in order to, uh, di- to engage or disengage. Tragic, none of you know that they that they pulled the wrong one, but that's what it was. It was tragic. It was an accident. Martha believes that it was intentional, and she's been trying for years to to get them to prove that it was intentional, and no one will touch it, saying that it was intentional. Uh, this is why the Hart family never testified on her behalf in court she claims oh you know to this day you know they 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 kind of shun me well they they're not shunning you they're they're letting you know like this was not something where somebody was in, in trying to hurt owen but also
0: but also like she like she said that they were saying stuff like um like like you know like basically like the family's relationship with the with the WWF WWE um like 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 oh you're going to you're going to like you're going like, to fuck that up by like pursuing this like you should you should let that shit go because you're going to fuck up the family's money and well let's let's how- look
1: at let's look at it for what it is at the time the family was already estranged from the company with the exception of Owen they didn't cut Brett off Brett wasn't in the company no more You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so what is their, so, so how are they, how is she messing up the money? Stu and, uh, Helen were elderly. If, uh, if I'm not mistaken, nah, Stu hadn't passed away yet. No, um,
0: it seems like it was a, um, it seems like it was a, just like a door that they wanted to keep open and maybe, and maybe, again, pursuing this as it was, um like intentional which i'm not saying at all I, I i do believe this was 100 percent a fucking accident i feel like okay. it was an avo- i feel like it was an avoidable fucking accident and that's what pisses me off is because every step of the way this shit was fucking avoidable that's what i'm saying like you could have and again this is hindsight being 2020 i guess and you know and me explaining what i'm about to say but like me talking about the 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 Blue Blazer gimmick and him being on hindsight being twenty twenty, they could have did something different from there talking about um, yeah
1: you want him to go in like oh don't be the Blue Blazer go do
0: something else and
1: you don't need to you don't need to do anything crazy you can just you know go flip around the ring you
0: don't need to be 70 feet in the fucking air but again also me wishing that it was the same crew, or it was somebody that was there that was, you know, controlling this shit, or like somebody was paying attention to what the fuck they were doing. They weren't. Everybody was paying. Again,
1: all of the things that you're saying are you're speaking to out of emotion. You act like people walked in there like, oh, oh, and you guys did it last night. Everything's going to be okay. No, they went through the same safety precautions. They went through the same steps, and there was there was a mis there wasn't even a miscalculation. There was an accident that took place. Do you, uh, you drive, right? Yes. You drive a car. Cool. Uh, do you know what? What stops you, or stops somebody from running into you, uh, while you're driving?
0: just hoping that they brakes work.
1: The only thing that prevents you from from nearing certain death is a yellow line. Most times, a yellow line. A yellow line ain't stopping nothing. That is what we need to understand about this being an accident and understanding the the ramifications of it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying.
0: Yeah.
1: If, if if Owen was driving a car yeah. from the show, so let's let's say he the, let's say the the uh, gimmick goes. I mean the the stunt goes off without a hitch. Yeah. Owen is driving to the next city. He's wide awake, but Joe Blow is driving home after watching the show in a bar, you know, not paying attention, too many drinks, jumps the line, hits, hits Owen head on. Owen's not wearing a safety belt. Owen and, and Owen dies that way. We're not having this conversation blaming Vez McMahon. Well, he, he shouldn't have, or are we gonna sit here and say, Oh, well he shouldn't have had him in Kansas City. He should have been, you know, he should have, you know, just retired and let him go do blah. No. And again, I'm not I'm not minimizing what it is that happened to Owen. I think that honestly what happened to Owen is is one of the greatest tragedies that ever happened. Not just in wrestling history, but just to a person. Yeah. Again, if it were me, I probably wouldn't have done the stunt. That's just me. Hey, PayPal, this is uh, you know, this is the only way you're going to get this type, this type of paycheck. Yeah, man, I just don't feel comfortable with it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say no.
0: I'm good, bro. I don't. I'm, I'm not doing this.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to say no. And guess what? That is my right. But Owen didn't say no. Owen didn't have any reason to feel like he couldn't say no. He had every every right and an opportunity to say no. Owen chose to be part of that stunt. Owen chose to climb up that up those rafters and to and to put the harness on, and even up to the last minute. He could have absolutely said, yo, something doesn't feel right. Uh, I, I can't do this. Absolutely could have. Yeah. And they would have had to find another way to, to get him down or to get him to the ring.
2: Right.
1: Vince McMahon had to watch that. And I think, that, and again, we, we tend to we tend to really look at Vince McMahon for the character that he portrays on television. Now, again, I don't know the man personally. I ain't vying for a job. Excuse me, dude. I'm not vying for a job. I don't, you know, I don't anticipate him in his um, late 70s now to just so happen across this podcast, but if he's listening, good job, Vinnie Mac, for making it this far. Uh, you look kind of ghoulish right now.
0: Somebody said. Somebody said he has. He, he's gotten plastic surgery done.
1: He probably has. Vince is trying to hold on to his youth. Vince thinks getting old is weak. <laughs> just it's just who he is. Um, he doesn't like when people sneeze. But anyway, um, I say all of that to say people act like Vince. You know, easily said. Hey uh get your ass out there and and, and and do the show no he's he it's it's well documented how close vince has been to all of the talent Vince is not an absentee boss Vince is not somebody who you know sees the talent in WWE and just says oh you know all you guys are just money makers for me as you quote you, cro- you quoted um uh Jerome young aka. Uh, new jack and you know he's he's infamously called uh Vince McMahon pimp daddy Vince uh speaking about how vince uh, manipulates talent and makes talent do things um when the truth of the matter is vince again takes care of boys from the top to the bottom they still take care of draws to this day how much money has that has draws made them no. I can tell you no. nothing, no, nothing, nothing, and they still take care of jobs. They sent, uh, they sent Jake the Snake Roberts and Steve uh, and Scott Hall to rehab hundreds of times. They weren't even in the company, and they took and they were sending them to rehab, not so they can get another payday out of them but because Vince cared about them. Vince didn't want to see those guys in a, in a bad spot. He didn't want to see these guys and and not because, oh, you know, it's going to come back on me that, you know, these, these guys were on drugs and hurt themselves or did X, Y, Z. No. That was the policy that he put in place to take care of people. Sean Waltman, beneficiary of of these of these spots, now you could say, "Oh well, it was his relationship with Triple H and and Shawn Michaels that, that Vince." No, they can't spend Vince's money like that. And so Vince, Vince had had is put in this position. Okay, so uh, here, here's how I make it a little more plain for you because you're you're mad emotional about it. No, um, I'm, I'm
0: actually actually I've come around. Like I'm not I'm not as so,
1: as so as here a... uh, Okay, so hear me out, not yet. I got to warm it up through. Um, so hear me out. You are you own this company. You own uh the way the Ways World Podcast Network, right? Right.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, you and me are doing this show right now. And in the middle of this show, I have a heart attack. Mm-hmm. You you're we're not even in the same room. I'm someplace else. Now, in this particular instance, we're we're recording this. You have the ability to do what? Stop tape. Yes. Let me go make sure Rob is okay. We're not doing this in front of 27,000 people and 437 430,000 people live on paper. Yes, yes, the fall was terrible, but we, but they still had faint brain and heart activity when he was leaving the, when they, when they were bringing him out of the uh, arena. If he was gone right then and there, believe me, it would have been known. Now, everybody backstage was like, man, Owen was in bad shape. Owen was turning blue already. But they were still working on him. They were still trying to get him. They were still trying to get something to say. Okay, look, let's let's go ahead and at the very least, um, until we know for certain, let's figure something out. So between the time that the, and, and what you've stated in the in the records that you've read between the fall happening at you said seven thirty, I believe so, yes, and. 8 30 is an hour. These shows were two hours long. These, these were pay-per-views. Pay-per-views were two hours long back in '99. Back in Half of the show has gone on. That's why guys were leaving the show going to the hospital. Harley went, Harley was the one who went with him because Harley was the ro- was the uh the uh producer. So Harley goes. Next person that sh- that showed up, you said was Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. And Jeff Jarrett so, so so left of, the show.
0: Yeah, so the time of the time of the fall they don't give. But what they do give is that they, he arrived at the hospital at 759. Um and Jeff Jarrett and Harley Race was there. And Jeff Jarrett followed soon after. So
1: cool. So seven fifty nine he gets to the hospital and they, they called it at what? so they worked on him for 15 minutes which is is necessary, Well, I mean which is reasonable so they worked on him they tried tried to resuscitate they did everything that they could they gave him epinephrine which is adrenaline essentially (laughs) trying to get his heart to start back or to, 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 to beat stronger and there was no response but Vince does have to consider man this is a um this is a live show, and you're you're asking to you're asking me to tell twenty thousand people that they have to leave because of this, and you're asking me. To, to lose not just the money that I have to refund twenty. what what, what did you say the attendance was? Because I may be overstating twenty seven
0: thousand people. Uh yeah, the uh, the attendance was sixteen thousand
1: four hundred seventy two. Okay. So so sixteen thousand people. There was also and um, the I, buy rate for that was four hundred and thirty
0: thousand. Four hundred thirty thousand.
1: So you're asking me to not only cancel almost half a million people watching at home around the world. And you're telling me to tell 16,000 people to go home because of this. And we and and again, we don't know what's going on right now. We just know that he got hurt. You're right. I've been in the I've been in the ring, and I've been at a show where injuries have happened, and some some injuries look a lot worse. I'll never forget. I, I don't know if I've shared this on the show or not. I was uh, I was uh, wrestling. Uh, I was I was wrestling a show. And uh, this kid, um, the, the, the match that was going on was a three way. was a three way dance. Um, it was between Showtime, uh, King Ace, and the Punisher. And Showtime, all of these guys, very capable of, of performing, had worked. They had worked individually before. I don't think they had ever worked a three way before, um, at least a three way together. And in that match, um, Showtime was setting up King Ace for a powerbomb. And anybody who's ever watched professional wrestling knows what a powerbomb is. However, they tell you don't do this because these moves are dangerous. And powerbombs are dangerous because anything could happen. You could drop somebody on the top of their head. You could drop somebody on the neck their neck. You can drop somebody on their shoulders. Break a shoulder. Uh, break the clavicle. Break uh, separate, you know, separate something. Uh, Low
0: key, Mo- Moody's here now. Uh-huh.
1: Moody,
0: and don't and, start
1: with the shampoo. Uh, Moody then came in making uh, all this noise. That's what I'm saying. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Moody, stop beating your meat, man. All uh, right, hello? Um, all right. But, yeah. yeah. but so uh, showtime is a, is setting up King Ace to powerbomb and when as he's as he's pulling him up to power powerbombing of course you know the rotation that they, that this man has to take in order to take a powerbomb proper um, he goes to rotate and punisher comes out of nowhere and as King Ace was coming up to go down for the for the power bomb, mm-hmm. Punisher just pushes his chest. Showtime, let's go. So it turns from a power bomb to a jackknife power oh. bomb, and with and be, he didn't even have him fully up. So as he so he jackknifes him, and with Punisher pushing his chest, it threw his rotation off. So King Ace lands on his shoulder high on his shoulders, on his neck, and his feet snap over his head. King Ace was 280 pounds. No, he wasn't 280. He was 260. He was 260 pounds. And I remember the promoter for the show came running from back from backstage and scoops him up out of the ring like carries him in his arms all the way back yeah moody <laughs> everything that you do is making sounds everything i just open up do. a dollar
2: i just open up a pack of dollars
1: <laughs> it's like we can we can hear you opening up the wrapper your, your microwave your microphone is picking up every single sound everything well i haven't seen all right so um it's cool so he, he picks him up runs him to the back and we immediately go in the pro now here's the thing the promoter has run out in the middle of a match we've got people in the audience he's run out in the middle of a match picked this kid up and ran him to the back and we're did you shit, say and, he and, yelled oh the, my the,
0: god he killed him
1: yes he did <laughs> he, he yells this well, he yells oh my god and he comes and he as he's grabbing him and so he he just picks this guy up and carries him by himself again 260 pounds adrenaline comes out of nowhere and gives you all kind of stupid strength and he runs him backstage um, now here's the thing the show pauses while this is happening we didn't send out the next match King, you know, showtime and the punisher just kind of stood there and, and the match was kind of, and we were just kind of sitting there in awe and for five minutes the most awkward five minutes I've ever been a part of in my life I eventually go back out to the ring and I let them know like hey we've had an injury uh, everything is okay uh, we're going to go ahead and start the show back up with the next match and I go backstage, I send out the next match and we finish out the show. Um, while I'm back there, I go back to check on King Ace. We're giving, you know, we're making sure he doesn't have a concussion, uh, you know, make sure that he's not, you know, thrown for a loop, anything like that. But he did get knocked unconscious. Oh, I, I, I would assume. You know, because, so. because of how If, that-
0: if you got a power bomb and, and you basically got like reverse Scorpion, then yeah dog um. yeah
1: but and so and so that's that's what happened. Now we didn't have a crowd of thousands. We didn't have a crowd of hundreds. I maybe had 15 people in the audience that night. but that doesn't take away from the fact that in that moment that what was best for us in that moment was to do what we did. We pause probably longer than we should have. A professional, if I if it was me in the ring, I finish the match. And after the match, I go to the back and, and if if King Ace was supposed to win that match, then you know we we do whatever and we we move on to move the storyline along and to move the show along. And if anything, that's what we do that's just me as a professional and how I would choose to handle it if I was if I was put in the shoes of a multi-million dollar company and asked whether or not we continue the show or not either before we know what's happening or after what's happening I probably 10 times out of 10 I make the same call Vince McMahon did I don't I, I don't see I, I don't see why The entire show has to stop. I get the emotion. I get that everybody has an attachment. I get that everybody has love and respect and honor for this man. And the very next night, they did the same thing. They did not wrestle that night. They went out the next night on Monday Night Raw and performed in honor of Owen. So you mean to tell me, stop the Sunday show, but go ahead and still do the Monday show? I remember the backstage interview that Jeff Jarrett gave. Jeff Jarrett cried like Chris Benoit cried when Eddie died. Jeff was boohoo. It was purple and red, just fight, trying to fight and not cry. But. It, but it was emotional and they filmed all of that stuff earlier in the day and Jeff still wrestled that night you don't believe me go back and watch the Monday Night Raw from that, but that was, a, from that was the, the night after over the edge that
0: was the, the Owen tribute night just like Nitro had like the Owen tribute night at the exact same time
1: again you but you tribute by by, by 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 going on with the show, so you say don't go on with the show when it you know when when there's a huge show happening, but it's okay to do the show the next night. And it probably awesome.
2: should wait like a couple weeks, especially the way that the death happened.
1: I was about to say yeah, Moody, like give, yeah. us, give us your
2: perspective. Well, see, so yeah, like, well, I, like I said earlier, I I didn't really watch the show. I knew about the death, but I never really. I, you got a chance to see the um the effects after he died the way he died like maybe if the death was different like how you know you're talking about eddie guerrero's the way his death was and how they continue with the show maybe if the cause of the death was different then like i could see them c- continuing with the show but it just i don't think nobody expected the way he died that night to happen so everybody just all puzzled and stopped they don't know what to do everybody's panicking so I, I would not want to continue a show froze up, panicking, confused of what just happened. Either it was a bot. It's just a lot of shit going through people's minds at that very moment. In my opinion, i probably and well, I, like I said, I probably wouldn't even mess around and did Monday Night Raw the next night. I would probably wait at least two weeks till I figure out what happened. Get all this shit, you know, I, I'm pretty sure there's legal shit involved and in the way his death is, too. So you get all that shit situated out the way then you could continue your shit. Well, continue your promotion, your wrestling promotion.
1: That's how I was. So you was like, so you're saying, hey, uh, this guy died at the show. We're not it's gonna do shows. One,
2: well, for it's, two, just, three weeks. it's just, it's just, it's probably because it just the way he died right. on the show. Like, what did you, what do you do after that? We don't.
1: You go Regardless on of the how show. Bruce death That's fight, what though. you do. Not. Right. Here's here's the thing. It, it, if he exploded in the ring, that's when you can say, "Oh man, that was what? gruesome. He, that's man, that's crazy. Yeah. I can't believe they continue. You know the show after that? But he, he bounced out the of top rope. He did. He did bounce off the top rope. There was, and you and and see, there was something that you said, Wayman. You said, "Oh, there was blood in the ring." No, there wasn't.
0: There was.
1: Wait, there so, was wait, not. So I thought I thought he died coming down
2: the. Uh, oh yeah, okay, never mind. It's it, it kind of coming back to me now. He was.
1: If he did, if he would if he would have hit the ring post or the, or the floor or the stairs, there's cause for it. There's nothing you can do to shake that. Again, I, 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 I saw what I thought
0: was blood stains in the ring. I may I may have I, I don't know. I may it may have been from her I don't face know. Face. It's
1: it or or it was just an old or it was just an old canvas. I've wrestled on canvases that had blood stains yeah. on. Them. They're just blood is hard so to get out. So we didn't have oxygen so in '99.
2: He fell. He fell so from he, the rafters all the way into the ring. So how did he land?
1: He so he started. He started the descent, and the and the the, the clip gave way. So he fell. He didn't. The, it was 70 feet from the rafter to the ring. But he didn't like it wasn't a free fall before 70. okay um and here's the thing there's also they they said that it was possible that where he where the where the stuff was taking place he would have he had to he would have had to adjust himself to land where he landed because if if he he failed directly he would have landed on the ring post which would have then yeah stop the show. A man just got impaled on a ring post. Yeah. There's and again I you know I gave my disclaimer at the begin at the beginning of the show because I knew that, you know, it would get into this type of territory. There are people there are people who are much more successful in professional wrestling than I am. There are people like Jim Cornette has said, like, yeah, I would have stopped the show. Um, I think Paul Heyman has even mentioned that he may have stopped the show. Um, but that's, again, that's these guys who have never really had to deal with, who, who have never had to deal with the stress of a promotion on the level of what Vince McMahon has been doing for the past 40 years. past 40 years from closed circuit to pay-per-view to owning a network because of the, the reason that they're that they had they were able to cut away and not show that was because Vince knew from earlier mishaps that you have to run a delay on your live show just in case something happened and you got to cut away, there was a there was a show in ninety seven or ninety eight, I believe, where Miss Cat, um, at that time she was Jerry Lawler's. In, in real life, she was too. In her real in real life, she was, but she was she was in a match with uh, either Marlena or Sable or something like that. And they were they were wrestling in mud. And at the end of the match, uh, Miss Cat won, and she snatched her own top off and flashed everybody. This was before the delay, so guess what? Everybody got to see titties, say? titties, Titty. <laughs> and not mud-covered titties. Bare titties. white just, titties. Just titties. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And so Vince was like, yeah, we're not doing that again. That'll never happen ever again. So Monday Night Raw's, SmackDown's that are live, and all pay-per-views run on a five-minute delay. So not a 30-second delay, not a one-minute, they run on a five-minute delay. So that way, if something happens, Kevin Dunn or whoever's directing can cut away and they can edit. They can edit it before they get there. Vince has the best live editing team on the planet. Period. Die. So that's why. That's another reason why you don't have. Why. Why you don't have any evidence, or you don't have any. Uh, any uh, shot of Owen actually falling and landing. He had already banned cameras. Because the the uh because the curtain call had happened, so th- so people in the, there were no cell phones. The self, you know, so there there were not people in the building that were like, oh yeah, we gotta we, we got this uh, this evidence of what happened when Owen fell. None of that. All you got is what happened, the little bit that you saw happen. And that's it. So we we, we round back to what this, what this conversation is about. Why does the show go on? The show goes on for a couple of reasons. One, um, the show goes on because people pay money to be entertained. They understand that they're coming to a show, and that usually they're told that you know danger could happen. And a part of it is the is exactly that's the exact reason why they're there they're there to see something bad happen oh we get to watch these stuntmen do stuff without wires i wonder if one of them is going to get hurt i've asked people the question all the time like yo if you were driving if you were driving and you saw this train wreck coming are you gonna are you gonna watch it or are you gonna turn away and 90 percent of people say oh man i'm watching that and that's scary that that is your response. That yeah, I'm gonna watch someone possibly lose their life because I want to see a train hit this SUV, this car, this bus, what have you. We are morbid and sick people <laughs> as human beings, not Americans. I, well, as what human about beings. the what about the kids though? Does that does that even so, have a, a factor in the decision? To- it does. It absolutely does. And again, you just got on an Xbox or
0: something,
1: man. Moody? Nope, uh, no, no, yeah, that wasn't here time. Uh, he, this time. I'm outside. Everything. He's clearly, bro. he's clearly outside. No, no, no I'm keep it real. I'm outside, outside my,
2: my um, apartment complex. I'm on a, I'm on a bench. I'm just out here chilling on the bench, smoking a blunt, bro.
1: Stop. Like, stop saying no bitches, man. You gotta. Look, if women should be treated these, better 50 are,
2: if it's 50 or higher in the next three days I'm going to take advantage <laughs> and
1: send out some bitches okay shame on you anyway um, but why does the show go on the show goes on because you know there are you know if, if, it's, if it can be handled within reason we're, we're going to get it taken care of I'm pretty sure that there were kids front row when Owen fell pretty sure there were kids There, there were kids present there, there almost always is a parent who brought their kid to the show for the first time front row and front row on that corner of the ring and that kid is more than likely if if the WWE is not paying for the, the therapy for that child <laughs> that kid is most definitely still somewhere in a corner rocking like yo I can't believe I saw that happen but the show but the show has to go on because people paid good money to go to the show tickets aren't cheap for pay-per-views even in 99 the tickets weren't cheap that pay-per-view still costs either $29.99 or $39.99 where uh you know Wrestlemania SummerSlam Survivor Series and the Royal Rumble was costing like 49 bucks
0: which, if you're talking about like today prices, would not be bad, but I get, but I understand what you mean for '90s prices.
1: Oh, shit, That's still crazy. Fifty bucks. For ah! 50 ah, 50 nah, no, fifty bucks. Yeah, I'm pull Fifty off bucks that. for pay per view. Oh, I, I,
0: thought, I thought I thought you meant like for the tickets. I was about to say like, no, I'm not watching. No. What? I'm in there. I'm not 50, spending fifty dollars. Fifty bucks.
2: Girl. Cool. Nah, nah, it's hard. I,
0: I nah, did. It's dead. I'm good. I'm
1: good. <laughs> But but the ticket now again you're still sitting front row. Them tickets two hundred bucks a pop. Them them tickets anywhere from at that time, ninety nine wrestling was at its height. Yeah, you're probably looking at one hundred and fifty two hundred bucks for those tickets. And these people still paid to see a show. You had four hundred and thirty thousand people worldwide that were paying money to see a show and they were and they were given that information uh, and they were and people at home were given the information before people at the show were. And here's why they didn't tell people at the show that Owen died. They didn't tell people at the show because they didn't want it to bring down the mood in the uh, in the arena. Because then yes Everything the wind is sucked out of the building at that point. Let these people suspend their belief for a little while longer. They'll find out when they leave or when they watch tomorrow night. It sounds like it's a money grab. It sounds like oh, well, you know, I, you know, I, I, I gotta collect my money. And this is the picture and the image that people have painted Vince McMahon with. I mean, and, and again, bad luck just being a bitch. A year before, he's he's part of the Montreal screw job. Now he just he just made the most difficult call of his professional career, probably the most difficult call in his life. And this is and. and this, this is all that we've done we we all we've done is sat here and said yo this is you know this, this this just shows how terrible Vince is no it's not showing how terrible Vince is i i had a call i i for those that don't know uh that are listening to the show um i work a real job and the job that i work i deal with customers and installers all day and today I had a customer call me twice the first time he called me was like nine o'clock this morning to tell me that his fence had been delivered and he was missing some stuff he calls me back to tell me that he had went to the store completely subverting the, this what i had already was working on to tell me that yeah he went to the store and got it fixed but his his installer called him and he said to be he was set to be and have this fence installed tomorrow right mm-hmm. His installer calls him and says, I have to push your job out. My mom died, just died. The customer calls me and pitches a bitch because he's inconvenienced because this installer is not going to come out and install his fence because he thinks he literally said to me, I don't even know if his mom really died.
0: What?
1: And it took everything in me to be to to be professional in that point. I had to. You good? What sir. Uh, what is that? They'll they'll give you a call. They'll reach back out to you. They uh, and we'll we'll work something out. But telling me that, you know, you're upset that they haven't, uh, they, that they're going to push this out because his mom died, I'm not going to sit here and just let you question that. Um, so you're just going to have to deal with it. You can you can take it or leave it. However you choose to go about this is, is how it's going to be. We eventually decided that, you know, we may end up changing this customer, not changing the customer's order, we're just giving the customer his installation money back and telling him he can take his business elsewhere because that was incredibly callous and 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 disrespectful to do how does that tie in to what's going on with with Vince McMahon that customer is Vince McMahon in that point my company is not it's not Vince McMahon he's Vince McMahon because he's he wants the show to go on no matter what that person no matter what that person is going through and how he can perform that person has said i can't perform because of this and now this customer quote unquote Vince McMahon is saying well no you, you're either going to do this or i'm or, or i'm going to go elsewhere in this case go elsewhere i'm going to allow you to do that that is that that's completely and totally up to you I'm not gonna shut my business down for a day, for a week, for several weeks, and lose money for days booked. Because this is not just Monday Night Raw that you're not booking. This is not just SmackDown that you're not booking. Because this is 99, and I believe SmackDown, yeah, SmackDown launched in 99. So no, this was right before SmackDown launched. Um, But you're not just not booking Raw. That means you're not booking house shows, saying that you're gonna not do this. You you, you you're not gonna do business for the next couple of weeks because of the sh- because of what happened. You're losing out on house show money. You're missing out on, you know, Monday night Raws and advertising money because none of those businesses are gonna come back and say, "Hey, you know what? We get it. One of your guys got hurt." uh you don't have to you don't have to sell our products no they want their money and this man was put in, in in the most awful position to have to be able to to, perform, to to and and make the most difficult call and i think that he made the right call it's not right in the sense of was it morally right it's not right in the sense of was this the was this the best call to make it was the smart call to make and it was the correct call to make hands down and there's nothing that I don't I, there's nothing that I think anybody can can say or do to prove to me that anything other than that call being made was 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 wrong mm-hmm nothing whatsoever.
2: Well, it's a business at the end of the day, so... Yeah. This is true. It is a business at the end of the day. It's, 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 a fu- it's fucked up, but at the same time, it's like... That's just the way it works. It's like, you can't... Just, it's, it's... I don't know. It's a tough. It's tough. It's tough.
1: Again... Is is every and and everybody? Everybody has an opinion on how on what happens and how how you move forward. That's great. It's great that that's the that that's the the feeling that you have. And again, it's at the end of the day, it's your business. But does your business survive after that? Do you? Do you and is is if Vince McMahon makes the move that you make, are you more endeared to him now because of that? And if he just said, "Yeah, we're not going to do business for the next couple of weeks," mm-hmm. does your respect grow for him, Any?
0: I doubt it. No, cause cause I'm pissed. Cause uh, he pisses me off in other ways. that's true. That
1: I mean, so he's he's gonna. That's the that's the bias that you see that that people see, and again, I'm not sitting here kissing Vince McMahon's ass because again, I want a job or anything. And again, there are plenty of things that I disagree with Vince McMahon, uh, storylines and business moves that he's made. I'm absolutely I, I've I've absolutely got my issues, but I'm I'm not going to sit here and bury this man and say that. He made a poor business move. I'm not gonna say that he made the wrong call uh, when it came to that, because it is what it is. When Chris Benoit, when Chris Benoit, the Chris Benoit tragedy happened, they found out overnight. He immediately goes into production. They set up all the, the tribute stuff. He, They record all the tribute stuff. And during the course of the night, they find out what happened and what really went on the very so he's already full bore into this I can't go in and change course I can't go in and change course like yo check us out Uh, cut this tribute we just found out Crispin Watt did this and Crispin Watt is a monster or Crispin Watt did these things and they were terrible no he let the show finish out for what it was he then said okay Let's so for, for tomorrow. Get, this is what we're going to do. He then went in and said, "Hey, guess what? Moving forward, we're not going to say his name anymore, with the exception of me mentioning his name right now, because we abhor these actions and the the and the uh, the actions that he's that he's taken uh, as a person, not as a performer, as a person." I- and from that point, they've stuck true to that. We, the very people who, who black who say that Vince made the wrong call on on Owen and not canceling the show, are the same ones saying Vince should be should still put Chris Benoit in the Hall of Fame. Make up, make up your mind.
0: Fuck no. Fuck no. Yeah,
2: as much as I like Chris Benoit, as the rest, of the I it's, it's, yeah can't do that shit. Nah. Hall
0: of Fame, nah. nah. Cause the Hall of
2: Fame, it, Hall of Fame represents more than nah. just you know your skills. It represents you as a person outside of WWE and then, and you doing shit like exactly. that. It's just it's like spinning yeah, hey, That's what
0: I'm saying. Like Hall of Fame, nah, bro. It made me
2: sad because bro, I was a big kissable wall fan back in the day, man. I was singing this theme song, all that shit. I watched that Royal Rumble win all over again. We're not going to get in trouble for mentioning his name out here, are we? Get in trouble by who? All right. I'm just talking shit. No. But no, I, I used to fucking... Uh, I watched that fucking Royal Rumble like all the time, bro. Because I was a big Chris Big fan. And then when I found out the news, it just... Like I got stabbed in the back anyway, man way, like, man. I understand what these wrestlers go through and what the shit they take. But... Just an act of killing your own family, man, of all people.
1: Nobody knows. Oh that's the first nobody knows nobody knows what was going through that man's head or what what he was experiencing in those moments nobody if you if you've not watched the document the uh, dark side of the ring two part episode they spent two hours talking about Chris Benoit I do believe that Hollywood is still trying to develop a movie about his life because it's that the, the situation is that engrossing but two hours and they and you hear pe the people who were closest to him talk about him as a person and what he was going through that's that's the the issue that you have right there you can't sit here and say oh man you know you know he's and just call him a ter- there's there's a um there's a. Uh, I, I heard this said by somebody. I believe it was by a priest, and he said, we're, "None of us are good." He, he was speaking about the the nature of of man and, and how humans are. He said, "We all think that we're good, but none of us are as good as God, and so that makes us all bad. But none of us are as bad as Satan, and so uh, we're not as and so that doesn't really make us bad." but each and every person has a piece of, and I'm paraphrasing all of this but we're, we're all this gray and we're these varying shades of gray and all it takes is just a little bit more to tip us one way or the other and the very things that we say that we couldn't fathom that someone has done I could never fathom well, I used to tell myself when I was a kid that I could never never fathom suicide until I actually started thinking about it. I I was never the one that could think about, you know, taking my own life until that became something that consumed me and I thought about. It. Would I ever to this to this day, I could never fathom. Being in a place where I would consider taking the lives of my wife and children. But I've never been in this in the shoes or in the position mentally or emotionally that Chris Benoit was. I I, I I'm not. And I don't think any of us will be or ever or or ever anticipate being there. And so we'll never understand it. it but I think that, like Dave Chappelle said. I think that we do a disservice by calling people crazy because it's not cra- we're calling them crazy because we don't understand what they're going through. You know what I'm saying? We we don't we don't you we you. don't mm-hmm. because we don't understand, it makes it easy for us to be like, "Oh yeah, well uh since I since we don't understand, we can just be dismissive
0: about it." You're you're crazy. Right. It's like here's it's just like I don't know. It's I just like I was saying in the beginning, I just feel like it's a whole bunch of hindsight being twenty twenty avoidable steps that could have been taken. But as you very like, you know, very well like you put you explained. Vince uh, did do the stunt himself beforehand, and he did he did his best to to make sure that like you know everything was taken care of. And the he basically took care of it the best. And way again, he could I
2: guess you can look at it as it go ahead. I was gonna say like I I guess you can just look at it as a, a shit happens type of situation. I mean. We don't expect a lot of freak accidents to happen. A lot. We don't expect a lot of these unexpected deaths to happen. Just
1: that's just pride of nature of how life is. Absolutely true. I mean, it's, yeah. But out. But again, we we we're having this conversation and we're talking about this primarily and exclusively because the both of you uh, express a a disdain and a. I would say biased opinion on the on, on on someone undeserving. Again, we all take sides in situations. I'm gonna catch so much hell if this happens to be if this happens to be the episode that that puts uh, this particular podcast over the top. It's gonna be because so many people are going to hate my guts. But the reason that they hate my guts, I, I can already go ahead and call it. The reason that they're going to hate my guts is not because I've sat here and said anything blasphemous. Uh, I've, that I've said anything blasphemous, is gonna be because I've spoken things from a logical perspective that, that do not, that they go directly against people's sensibilities. Nobody, Everybody likes hot dogs, but nobody wants. Nobody wants to see the actual pieces and parts that go into you know what, what they enjoy. Everybody wants to see themselves as righteous and take this righteous perspective and be able to put themselves on a pedestal and look down on someone because they would never be that callous. I would never be that mean. I would never uh, be so low as to jeopardize a man's life and put him in this particular environment and do this and do that. And I stand by everything that I've said. We're not having this conversation if Owen said no. Period. If Owen said no at any point, we're not having this conversation. Owen is a firefighter or a teacher, somewhere in somewhere in uh in Winnipeg, Manitoba, or <laughs> or Calgary, Alberta, or you know Toronto or wherever. His kids are grown and happy and you know well adjusted. His wife is you know with him or not with him. Who knows? This this story goes any number of different ways in alternate. An alternate timeline. But what you won't, but what we will not do, and what I won't stand for personally, is placing the blame exclusively on Vince McMahon. What I won't do is ex- let people, well, I, I will always, let me not say I won't let you, but I will always engage in the argument of why. So that when 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 Wayman said, yo, we, I want to talk about this. I was ready right now. Yo, let's fight. Let's go.
0: Hmm.
1: Let's have this conversation. What? She, right she. now? Yeah, right now. Next episode, we can talk about R. Kelly. I'll say i Ah, I... oh, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa. whoa. Man. Whoa. Wrong podcast. Wrong podcast. Ah,
1: you know, Podcast after that, we can talk about we can talk about Bill
0: Cosby.
2: Oh goddamn. Hey,
0: look, look, Moody. I'm gonna say Moody, invite if, if him on Moody's God, man. About Art Kelly. Look,
2: okay, look. Bro, that's the conversation for a different day, man. I'm just saying, it seems like you're ready, it's still in my playlist. Take- Is that my fucking rotation? I don't I have no. Look, you know bro. what,
1: do you know the problem with you having that in your rotation? Come on. <laughs> did
2: I watch Players Club like 50 million times well not
1: even that dude listen to the listen to the lyrics of the song <laughs> <laughs> dude,
0: I knew it, dude, it doc,
1: I'm a child lyrics. of the 80s doc and lyrics. before there was R. Kelly the most creepy line I ever heard in my life was you may be young but you're ready <laughs> that was an R. Kelly line guess who sang that Keith Sweat
2: I. Right. Oh shit! Not fucking key sweat. Not you know what? Was, you know
1: what was more creepy than that?
2: I don't even think I want to know anymore.
1: Backstage, underage. Guess who saying that? Bell. Oh nah. ah!
2: ah! You're just crushing my shit, man. <laughs> no more. Please, no more.
1: I say, I say but, say but no again, again okay, I got all the hot takes in the world. But again, here's the thing: it goes back to this. I'm, all, I'm, I'm not for victim blaming. Um, I'm not sitting here. I'm not saying that this is Owen's fault. Not at all. Um, Owen, Owen made a conscious choice, though. So Owen, so again, I don't believe that Owen was killed by anyone. I believe that Owen suffered a tragic accident and owen's memory should be respected and honored and the wwe does that they do a great job of that they speak with high regard about owen hart the problem is his wife doesn't like his wife doesn't let them when do they speak about him Mm. Mm. martha refuses to let them
0: no, no, no! You're no, no! You're hundred percent right about that. Martha ain't playing that shit. She
1: Martha refuses shit, like, to let them die, do girl, any still type of
0: honor I still... for for
1: And that's fine. She still don't fuck with them. That's she fine. Still, like yo, like I can't even fuck her, with her. Yeah, still, that girl is gonna
2: stay forever. She,
1: nope, she's putting in. Her, she's putting in her kids. Her kids won't do her. The oldest, uh, the oldest uh, is the uh, the son. Um, I forgot his name his name is something weird it's something weird and Canadian Um, but he uh, but he's he's in the same way no you know I'll never let them I'll never let them put my dad in in the hall of fame and I'll never let blah 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 cool so when Shane McMahon's sons take over in 30 years and everybody is old and then we'll see why wouldn't it have be
2: true, don't don't Yeah, I'm like, uh, nah. I don't, I don't <laughs> So when
1: Shane McMahon's sons take over in 30 years, like I said, um then you'll then you'll have that quiet. It'll be a quiet. <clears throat> hey, welcome to the WWE Hall of Fame uh, class of 2055. And our and our marquee and our marquee entrant, uh, uh, entrant Owen Hart. Why did it take fifty years? Why did it take seventy years for you know Owen to finally get here? Legal loopholes, or or you want to know how to get him in now? And Max. there's nothing that her, that their family, that her, that she can do about that. Put the Heart Foundation in. I'm listening. I think they
0: are. I, the Heart really Foundation is not here, in if there. If I'm not mistaken, I think they are. Let
1: me Jim, the Anvil, Nighthawk is in, there. That's Brett's that's in there. Brett's in there individually. But Davey Boy's not in yet. And. Uh, yeah, Davy Boy's not in yet, and Owen's not in.
0: So. So, so, by, okay, look, so by name, the Heart Foundation. Oh, the, in the, the, the Heart thing. Foundation Jim as a tag team is in there. Heart. They're not, they don't, I don't
1: oh. put the Heart Foundation as a faction in there like they yes. did DX. Because, because.
0: That's just I would say like not, not what you're saying is just. How do you think they, they got China in there? That, they put like, but would it be the new why not? But, but would it be the new heart foundation?
1: No, you can't do the new heart like, foundation because then you put it. Because then you're they, talking about Natty and uh Davy Boy Jr. and Tyson Kidd. Even Teddy, and they hate
0: Teddy.
1: Uh, Teddy is Davy Boy Junior.
0: They don't like Teddy. Like everybody, Never everybody mind. says. Anyway, Teddy does. but um, much.
1: yeah, no, I wouldn't. I would. I would go in and put the Heart Foundation as, as a as a faction in the, in there, and that's how they got China into the WWE Hall of Fame without having to have people be like, oh, you put the chick that was in porn in there.
2: yeah pretty much yeah have
1: you Literally. checked out her points we're, we're not having that conversation here at all this is a children's this is a whoa program, whoa sir. whoa what well, we got no, like, I'm, not, we got
2: like no I'm not saying no i'm not i'm not we, we saying have, have, like, no
1: you're clearly not saying what we you think you're saying no 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 wrong. it's just there's something wrong with no no you no, no it's just
2: if you say no it's just the fact no 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 let me explain no you're trying to explain
1: you're trying to explain why it seems like you're ready is
0: Moody, do you not no, it's, the it's way something dumb. wait, wait, please, Moody. <laughs> No. Okay. Wait, okay. Wait. All right. Look. You, you look, look. the way you asked that question. You literally came on here and said, hey, "No. Wait. Wait. Wait." You no. Said, I, it, you said, okay.
2: "It's Joy bad wording." Voice. Voice. It's, it's bad wording. Okay. No, it's bad wording. Bad wording my, my tone foot, voice. bro. That was bad tone. <laughs> no. I'm not. I'm not saying check. I'm not saying check it out. As a check it out. I just. It's weird to see like that. Like you know. Hey.
1: Look here. You've seen it. That's all. That's all we know. I.
2: I, I promise. No. I have not. It is weird to yeah <laughs>
1: Because that's the only thing. Look, so it Mo, Moody, 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 check us out, man. Let's 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 call it what it is, man. I'm I'm i slipping to my counselor mode real quick, right? Check us <laughs> out. Uh, so so notice so notice now, Moody. Uh, first we off, uh, you done fucked this
2: up. Th- th- this is what it is. <laughs> done,
1: no 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 no. Okay. Alright, go, no. go. All You are right. done All fucked right. up. Gotcha. you. are done you fucked up. So so number two. So number two um clearly (laughs) clearly we know now that there's a um there's a a a pleasure that you derive from uh certain types of movies and that's fantastic you know there's nothing wrong Uh with with your with your expanding uh movie choice and taste in movies uh so you know that's that's great now um and and even the fact that you, it seems like you got a little kink to you so if you don't have a girl ladies <laughs> who are out there <laughs> you know you you ring rats out there you you young ladies who who enjoy the the gentlemen who uh, are involved with the professional wrestling scene my man moody here does a wrestling podcast with us and clearly he's with all the nasty freaky stuff so uh... hit him up directly don't don't send the email to me. Don't send don't send a don't send Direct. text message to to way. You find you find uh, Derek Moody on all social media platforms, uh, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, uh, LinkedIn, uh, WhatsApp. <laughs> you could probably, uh? probably you could probably you could probably find him on on Tinder. Damn. And I just heard Damn. about a spot uh. called Plenty of <laughs> Fish. So wherever he, wherever you need to find him, ladies. He's down with well, he's down with all that nasty stuff that y'all like. I happen to be happy it, married. and Wayman. Uh, clearly, I ain't gonna speak about Wayman's situation right now.
0: I, but I, I didn't me as,
2: whoa, as well. Jesus Christ! <laughs>
0: wow, all
2: right? How how how?
0: Wow, wow this, you did not have to. Bring uh, Damn, this is nothing of, like that, ladies. Jesus. And gentlemen. Okay, I am. <laughs> I just don't get ladies on this show. Well, this this, this was uh, supposed to go here. This is
2: something way different than I thought. Did
0: this, this turn? This turned something else. Uh, but again, we have. I've said my piece. Left, so anybody want to give their final thoughts before we
2: go? Um. Well, the only thing I can say is I'm probably gonna flaunt uh, how I beat Wayman for the BG. Um. TW television championship. No, the, the, you know. the sad
1: part is he had to read it. So he I I, I
2: do believe. That no, she... no, 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 no. I I just seen a. No, no,
1: no. I was I was I was looking at. This Did you just weird disrespect lady the title? The
2: street. She, but she heard that, that uh, you went to the
1: nasty stuff. She's listening to the show right now. She like, oh, nah, it's, that's that guy who was talking about that one movie F- with me. that one lady, uh, and I'm all uh, for that. She better come over there and and, and whisper some sweet some sweet nasty in your ear, bro. I don't know if I want
2: that. I just... I'm... Damn.
1: Moody Moody, out here catching... Moody out here catching catching podcast groupies already, man. Look at... Look at... Whoa.
2: Wow. Uh, 2020, right? Already. 2020 for a reason.
0: (laughs) Nah, I'm just... (laughs) Shout out to... uh, Shout out to all you people out there.
2: I'm just... Your chap here. Your television chap is here. I am... uh, Coming to keep the championship for a long, long, long time. I am planning to be a dual champion as well. And uh yeah. Yeah, your boy got big things popping up. Stay tuned.
1: Clearly, with these with these uh nasty movie groupies you got out here.
2: Hey, if if you guys like me, uh all my groupies out here that's gonna come into my life in a couple couple days, couple months, see, know where me see? now. I just right my whole there. entire social media is out
0: there, so know where to find your boy. Okay, okay. I think some somehow that last little part didn't come across and it like broke up. But you know what? I think we got the gist of it, Moody. You 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 <laughs> you, you think that you're gonna be um, a dual champion? I I can honestly respect that. Um, you have a, a tough tough competition in Mister Murph, um, the man with no gimmick, the man that needs no gimmick. And yeah, this is. This is gonna this is gonna be interesting, man. Royal Royal Rumble time. We will know who will be going face to face in the champion versus champion dual championship match. Which is gonna be very interesting. But ladies and gentlemen, we have about 60 seconds left. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in to Black Guys Time by Wrestling, episode 13. I have been your boy Way, the Young Blood.
1: Anybody yeah, here? you know who this is. It is I. It is your Head of the table 30 seconds. Don't rush me. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, I'm not giving Moody any time left. That's that's the the thing. Hey, hey, you do you, bro? You do you, Kilimanjaro. Uh, I am the mountain, the air is thin up here. But and all for all rights and purposes, catch us on the next episode.
0: Peace out, John. Peace.